The type of cyber assaults and the nature of damage they cause are having a profound impact on the cyber insurance industry and the coverage it offers. The types of cyber attacks rapidly evolving and new types of damage being caused by those virtual assaults, underwriters are being challenged to develop new types of cyber coverage. Take for instance, last fall cyber attack when Sony Pictures Entertainment Insurers could figure premiums to charge for the damage caused by employees' social security numbers being exposed. But there isn't enough historical data to determine how much to charge for leaked new and unreleased movies that cost Sony Pictures millions of dollars in lost revenue. That's true for a wide range of industries. Here's Ben Beeson, Vice President for Cybersecurity and Privacy at the insurance brokerage Locked-In Companies. The cyber insurance market is focused primarily on the risks of handling personal data, consumer, patient, employee. There is quite a bit of data around to model, data being statistics around frequency severity, to model the risk in that area. The problem at the moment is there's a dearth of information now as, as the risk has uh, morphed into, for example, the risk of physical asset. So I'm a utility, maybe I'm not so worried about, or that isn't my primary concern, the handling of personal data. I'm more worried about physical damage to the turbine from a cyber attack, for example. That is very challenging right now and frankly ambiguous as well for the insurance industry in terms of how to handle that. Critical infrastructure industries, many of which should be, are, are more worried about physical damage, business interruption loss, bodily injury. That is where there's a real challenge right now in the marketplace and where the focus is shifting. I'm not saying the handling of personal data is not an issue. It certainly is, and we've seen that over the last year. There's no doubt about that. It's, it's much broader than that now. Beeson was testifying at a March 19th hearing of a Senate Commerce Subcommittee with Data Security Oversight and says pending legislation that would encourage businesses to share cyber threat information with the government could help underwriters improve cyber coverage. Security has to become more intelligence-based to tackle this problem, and clearly threat information is key to that. There's a whole debate about legacy defenses um, around firewalls, intrusion detection systems, which are still important, but they're not enough. So how do we provide industry with that type of intelligence? And I think legislation proposed around threat information is, it would be hugely helpful. Across the board? Yes. Getting hold of that cyber threat data should help underwriters develop policies to meet the coverage customers demand to minimize the risk presented by the rapidly changing online threat environment. It's a struggle related to the subcommittee by Catherine Mulligan, Senior Vice President for the Management Solutions Group at Zurich North America. Are we asking the right questions? Can we ask the right questions tomorrow when the attack vector has changed or the attack or has changed? Um, and then the, are we able to design coverage that can respond to all the consequences of an attack? So we're, it's, the issues are outpacing where we are right now. So the availability of information, underwriters think in trends. So it's not necessarily that I need to know the specifics um, from a government perspective for just Miss Sage's industry sector or some other sector. It helps me to think in terms of trends of where where's the frequency, where is the severity, and then that helps me design coverage and pricing. Mulligan says the challenges facing underwriters are getting the right answers to those questions so they can evaluate efficiently people, process, and technology. Right now we have an issue where attack vectors are changing more quickly than I think we know how to ask the right questions. Historically, the assumption at the enterprise level was that it was an IT issue. 
And that's something that's changed in the last 18 months where now boards of directors are really on notice that there has to be a high level governance of, of this problem. We, we really encourage a culture of awareness from the boardroom to the mailroom and looking, protection is probably not at, at 100% possible for any one company so we really look to help companies move to resiliency rather than just protection. Michael Manapace is an adjunct insurance law professor at Quinnipiac University Law School and he told the subcommittee that insurers are trying to ask the right questions to potential policyholders. That he says is a tricky thing to do but that the collection of shared cyber threat data should help the insurers number of underwriters now are looking towards what is the business's culture towards data protection as opposed to do you have this particular piece of software in place. That question is, is almost useless. And that evolution of culture is changing the way insurers will sell cyber coverage to companies. Here's Lockton's Ben Beeson. There needs to be a change in the way insurance companies have been underwriting this risk, which has been much more of a snapshot, a questionnaire, which is a sort of static look at security, which now needs to change to something that is much more dynamic, which is a partnership with both government and probably the security industry to provide that type of intelligence as part of the underwriting process. Getting that intelligence would be facilitated by Congress passing and President Obama signing a cyber threat sharing law. There's plenty of legislative activity going on in the Capitol regarding cyber threat information sharing lawmaking, but attempts to enact such legislation in past Congresses have failed. Will 2015 be different? Insurance industry experts hope so. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro.